Welcome to Magic Monday, where I explore all things magical, mystical, and metaphysical. I'm Jessica Dewberry, psychic and visionary of Miss J. Do Intuitive. Thank you for joining. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Magic Monday. I first want to just let you know that um, you are welcome to call in today and receive a free live mini reading. So in other words, you can ask one question and I'll, you know, only need your first name to tune in and everything else will remain anonymous aside from what comes up during our reading. So if you do want to call in, the toll free number is 888-429-429. Five four seven one. Again, that's eight 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 four two nine five four seven one. And the direct number is three two three seven four 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 eight four one. And you can find those numbers on my show page near the end of the page, near the bottom of the page. Um, and I'll repeat them again. You know throughout the show just to make sure that you got them. But um, I offer psychic readings for any area of life, but especially love giving readings about a person's life path or soul purpose, you know, um, which I'll just say is always more about how we do what we do than what we actually do. So for example, it's my life path and purpose to help others realize their inner and higher power. You know, I have the ability to see the potential in things usually unseen to most people and have a, um, a way of helping to activate or draw them out to the surface. So I've done this in several roles throughout my life thus far. You know, one um, being a teacher and a tutor um, for kindergartners to adults and everything in between. And of course, as a psychic, I do this. And even when I was an editor, so when editing people's written work, my job became a very intuitive one. You know, my strength was locating the sort of um, golden, like golden nuggets, you know, and the inherent yet often latent structure of a piece and bringing those things to the forefront. So I naturally do this as well when it comes to larger systems and models. It's a very instinctual thing for me. And um, I'm sure the reason why, you know, I can't follow. The thing is, I can't follow any sort of arbitrary rules or unnecessary um, rigidity when it comes to anything. Right. It's like it's unchangeable. It's an unchangeable aspect of myself um, that I've learned to just embrace and appreciate for its rarity. You know, there's really no other way for me to be. It's like telling me to physically turn into a bird or something and fly away. Right. It's just impossible. And fighting against um, fighting against my nature and also given the way the world has worked up until now, You know, they both have gotten me into a lot of trouble on many occasions, but I know and feel that the world is shifting and I'm certainly um, not the only one who sees this, you know, so I also know and feel and have been even told by my guides that that ingrained way, you know, the way that I do things um, that just naturally sort of bucks against uh, commonly accepted ways of living or being 
will be extremely important and needed and sought after more and more, you know, in the future, in the coming years. So it is for me to continue um, living my purpose, right? That is the only way that I can truly be of service to others. So again, feel free to call in for a mini reading anytime before the hour is up. Um, the toll-free number is, again, 888-429-5471. And that direct number is 323-744-4841. And if you do call in, I just ask that you don't only ask me to tune into someone else's energy that's, um, that's just, you know, that's not on the call with us. Um, so no questions like, you know, what does this person think of me. Instead, we can focus um, focus on questions more like, why do I feel this way when it comes to you know this person? Um, this way it keeps the focus on you and you being in your power and it minimizes the chance of me crossing my ethical line you know, when doing this type of work. So it keeps me in my integrity. But in the meantime, we're going to discuss some of the different Generations of children, which are called star children, that are populating the world, such as indigo, crystal, and rainbow children. Now, up until a couple weeks ago, I never had much interest in really um, looking into these categories deeper, other than my general understanding that I picked up here or there. But I gave two readings, one to just a couple of weeks ago, actually, one to a mother of a five-year-old girl and another one to a woman who was about 18 years old. So in both these readings and in only these readings, I was shown um, rainbow colors. I've never seen this in any of the readings I've done before these two. You know, so both the girl and the young woman showed me um, them sticking an arm out, you know, as if to wave a wand and beneath their arm was a rainbow that filled the space between their their outstretched arm and the floor. And so I immediately thought, oh, rainbow child, you know. Um, so this is what has piqued my interest into better understanding these categories. And they are just that, you know, categories. And I say this because I feel about them as I do most other things, right? There's, there's no reason really to get bogged down um, with the definitions or with trying to fit into any one category. Instead, we can use them as the guidelines that they are, you know, and see how they can help us better understand ourselves and those close, closest to us and, you know, the rest of the world. So I'm going to start with indigo children because they seem to be, from what I've read, the older children of all of the star children. So indigo children have... Um, a lot of indigo blue in their auras, you know, hence the name, right? Um, and this is the color of the third eye chakra. And this chakra regulates clairvoyance or the ability to see energy, visions, and spirits. Um, so there's tons of indigo children on the planet now, according to this belief. You know, some believe they've been incarnating for about a hundred years. And the most recent wave, um, there was a huge influx, you know, that happened during the 70s. And, and also during the early, early 90s. So like around um, 1992. And they're said to have a warrior-like personality, these indigo children. So a person who will stand up for what they believe in 
won't back down, will speak their mind, and they can sense dishonesty. So they know when someone's lying to them or they know when they're being manipulated. You know, they've got um, that built-in lie detector. So at the same time, they also find it difficult to lie themselves. Um, one of their main reasons for incarnating, though, at this time is to restore integrity to situations, to systems and structures, which often first have to be torn down before they are rebuilt. You know, and they're also here to raise our consciousness to higher vibrational frequencies. So um, they are teachers, right, teaching us new ways for our old stuff, for our old um, traditions and old ways of thinking. And they really cannot fake the funk, you know, like some people can. Um, when they are unhappy or dissatisfied or caught in a dysfunctional situation, they'll quickly and always find a way out. Um, they want truth and will break down the patterns and outmoded ways of thinking to find it. Indigo children also have access to clairvoyance. So they are definitely clairvoyant, whether or not they choose to improve upon or um, exercise, you know, that ability. And they are healers, so they, they have healing abilities and can access the fourth and fifth dimensions of consciousness um, and both sides of the brain with ease. So meaning they are highly intelligent, more sensitive than the average person, definitely psychic, artistically gifted, and can be good with technology and definitely are adventurous. They often suffer from depression, though. So this is something you want to um, want to just, you know, keep your eyes open for with your own children or with the people, you know, closest to you. They definitely suffer from depression um, because they carry the weight of the world in many ways. You know, they have this tendency not to feel that they fit in and they have this rebellious behavior. So they need environments where they can be creative where there's flexibility, where they can follow their own beat and inspirations. They are also mirrors, mirrors, of course, to their parents and to the community. So they mirror back mostly the negativity. Um, they will mirror that to show you, okay, this is what we need to address. This is what we need to get rid of. So if you're seeing behavior in your indigo child that you don't feel is good, you know, and you don't like it, you might want to examine your own because they're just mirroring your own um, back to you, whether or not it's subconscious. Um, but indigo children are supposedly doing the work of prepping the world for crystal children who are advocates for love and peace. So indigo children make it just an, make it an easier time for crystal children to come onto the earth and to do their work of, of loving and, you know, um, offering peace, right? So crystal children um, began to appear, um, from what I understand, between 1990 and 2010. And their main purpose is to take us to the next level in our evolution and reveal us, um, reveal to us our inner and higher power. So I was talking about that a little bit in, in relation to myself. And this is definitely a part of my purpose, although I feel like I'm more so identify with being an indigo child. Um, so crystal children, though, they function as a group 
consciousness rather than as individuals. And they live by the law of oneness, right? So they have this, um, this feeling of global oneness, you know, that we are all one race, all one nation, all living on one planet. Um, they don't necessarily, um, see the differences so much. So they don't live in that sort of separate separateness, the way that the world conditions us to. Um, they are also advocates, like I said, for love and peace on earth, right? So their auras are a lot, they have a lot of pastel colors in their auras. Um, hence, but it can, to the untrained eye, those colors don't register so much. So that's why they get the name crystal, because it looks like they have this clear aura to people who are untrained, you know, sort of um, wanting to see their auras or looking for. Um, the first thing you will recognize about crystal children is their forgiving nature. So they are definitely just these natural, effortless forgivers, right? They are very sensitive, warm, and caring. Um, some say that they have these large eyes, right, and these intense stares, and they are highly affectionate. Um, another very, um, um, you know, like a characteristic that sticks out is that oftentimes crystal children begin speaking later in life, um, but they use telepathy or self-invented words or sign language instead to communicate. So sometimes parents will be alarmed when they have a crystal child because they haven't started speaking until they're three or four years old and they take them to speech pathologists and, you know, have all of these sessions and whatever. Um, but of course, you know, in time they all begin to speak, but during those very early, early years, they are telepathically communicating. So I feel though that as a parent, you know, as a parent who is sensitive to, or who has this type, who has this child in their life, um, you can definitely just learn to communicate with them without words. Um, the fact is not um, surprising, though, that delayed speech is rising in children that are incredibly psychic, right? Um, so this is something of a phenomenon. And one thing I want to add, although I haven't read any sort of literature on this at all, I have been noticing an increase of children with hearing hearing issues, right? So their hearing is affected in some way. Maybe they have to wear hearing aids. Maybe they are extremely sensitive to sound. Um, and so they have, they, they use other ways of communicating more than, you know, the average person uses their ears. Um, so it's extremely interesting, you know, and I just, I, I am definitely keeping my eyes out to see, to see what all evol evolves, excuse me, um, and what's going on? Because as a teacher, I, I often go to different schools and I substitute teach. And I don't remember ever being in a classroom, you know, when I was in school where there were children who were hard of hearing or who needed special devices for communicating because their ears were just not functioning you know, at 100%, the way that I've seen in these classrooms. There's even certain schools um, that are all for these children who are Are you guys there? So, um, sorry about that. Yes, everyone's here. 
Okay, great. Um, I thought I got disconnected for a second. Um, okay, so another other characteristics of crystal children is that they love music. They are extremely connected to animals and nature and are often very interested in rocks, crystals, and stones. They are extremely artistic and are highly empathic and sensitive. Um, and they dislike high stress environments with many distractions. So loud, sharp sounds, like I said, but also unnatural lights, um, sometimes showing they sometimes show their healing gifts at young ages, you know, but they also um, don't react well to sugar, to caffeine or unnatural foods or chemicals. So these these descriptions, though, you know, as I was compiling these lists, if they do feel in many ways very general as though they could apply to many different people in different situations. So again, that's, that's another reason why I say don't get bogged down in these definitions um, because I feel like they are just guidelines, you know? And so if any of this though sounds familiar or something sticks out in relationship to your children or the children who are around you, then of course, you know, just keep your eyes open for that. Um, another group of star children are the rainbow children. And they are generally born after the year of 2000. So they are believed to be children of early crystal children who were born in the 80s. So they've got lots of color attached to them, you know, hence the name rainbow children. And they're born on the ninth dimension of consciousness. So the dimension of collective consciousness. Um, and as many people might have experienced it, you know, the rainbow children bring joy and harmony um, to your families. So if you have a rainbow child in your life, I don't think that you would be able to miss that. Unlike the indigo and the crystal children, the rainbow children are said to born, they are born to smile, you know, so they really do have this purpose of just bringing warmth and joy and happiness to your life and lots and lots of forgiveness too. So they generally recover from states of negative emotion rather quickly. So unlike the indigo children or the crystal child who may have chosen families where there were lots of dysfunctional things happening, you know, so that they could grow in those ways, um, rainbow children don't tend to um, choose families of dysfunction. But when they are in situations that are negative, well, they'll bounce back really quickly. They are definitely psychic, you know, have strong wills and strong personalities and are natural healers and are said to be instant manifestors. So it's, you know, believed that whatever a rainbow child needs or desires, they can instantly manifest. Um, another thing is that they like brightly colored clothes because, of course, their energy is rainbow, and so they definitely want that around them. And they are high-energy children, so they have lots of enthusiasm, which is demonstrated through their creativity. And rainbow children are thought to be builders, builders of the quote-unquote new world, right? So through using their divine will, they will they will continue the work of the crystal children and of the indigo children, but in a much easier, um, freer, freer sort of way. So here are some of the other characteristics of rainbow children that Doreen Virtue has listed, and I just brought these from her. 
Um, but she says that very few are currently incarnated. Um, again, their parents are crystal adults, but rainbow children have never incarnated before. So the unique thing about them is that they don't, they don't have any karmic, you know, karmic ties. So they have no karma. So that's where that, that free, that sort of freedom, right? That, um, that just, um, the joyous nature, you know, just like, um, just totally free, free from the sort of, uh, working out different patterns, working out different relationship things, working out past life, um, karmic things, um, paying karmic debt, et cetera. Like they don't have, they don't have that to do. Uh, they come to bring happiness, right? So uh, she also says that they do not choose dysfunctional families, but they are all about service, right? And she notes that they may have big eyes like the crystal children, um, but they are completely and totally trusting, whereas crystal children may not be um, initially like right off, right off the bat. And she also says that they are entirely fearless of everybody. So I'm not sure really what that means or um, how that plays out. But again, I just, I guess it relates to them not having any karma. So they don't have that sort of um, layer of fear the way that we tend to. Although fear, though, I'm sure, plays still a role in their lives um, as for everyone, right? Because it does. It's something that we learn even, even if it's not something that we're born into the world having, we do based upon um, situations and scenarios and the way things play out. We we form, we tend to form uh, certain fears around things. It's just our, our nature. It's our natural, natural human nature. So with these, you know, these categories, they are definitely fun to learn and to read about and to explore. But I do encourage you to use discernment before picking up a label and attaching it to yourself or to your child, of course. You know, also to note that there are so many other factors that play a part in a person's life, right, and help shape um, what they are to be and do and how they are to do it while they are on earth. You know, so that's definitely something to keep in mind. As I was reading these descriptions and these definitions, and I was like, hmm, so what does it mean, though, if an indigo child, for example, is born into a into a scenario, into a culture, into a country with lots of rules and restrictions, even on mobility, you know, of where they can go, what they can eat, you know, um, how late they can stay out. I mean, because these things do exist in the world. And does that just mean that they have, they have double the work as a person, as an indigo child would, for example, in, um, in the U.S.? You know, does that just mean that um, that they really got to work on um, like like how does that what happens, you know, when they when their natural inclination or instinct is to do something against the grain? Because that is definitely um, a part of the indigo child, right? Their personality, their character. So what do they do? Do they just relocate? <laughs> do they, you know, uh, rise up in revolution? I mean, I'm definitely interested to hear more and perhaps to to um, learn more, like through case studies or working with the, the different people who identify more so with one category or the other. 
um, just to see how their lives sort of play out. Now, again, like I said, these are just categories and um, guidelines. And so I feel like these things definitely overlap. It's been, you know, I was, as I was reading these descriptions, it's like, oh, yeah, more so I identify with the indigo child, but definitely share some characteristics and traits of the crystal children. And as I began to read further about these um, about these categories, I also learned that there are certain ways that you just naturally um, activate, you know, the energy of one group, even if you're in another, you know. So there's other groups like um, like diamond children and even what is it um, called? Oh, I think the golden children. So golden children are actually uh, golden crystal children or something like that, you know, and they are believed to be also children of the crystal. Let me, let me see here. Let me just double check my notes. Um, Oh, okay. So I am looking now at one of the websites that I have been referencing. So it's called Auto Transformation, and it's a the founder is Annie Sinov. And I'm just going to read a little bit about what she says on Golden Children. Um, she says they would not walk; they would run around, unable to think clearly about anything, and with a total inability to use their heads. So they've got the lesson of perhaps being finding grounding, you know, in their life, um, sticking to one thing, one project at a time, you know, picking one subject to study, picking one career because they have extreme interest in everything. And they just absolutely love to learn, you know, at any opportunity that they have for that. Um, she also says that many people talk about the golden children as being the successors to the crystal children, um, but this is not the case, you know. If so, they would be completely unmanageable from birth, is what she says. Um, so crystal golden children, she says that they are generally very happy and sociable, with great personal willpower and drive and an appetite for life. And let me see, though, there was one section... Even better, they're even better at handling challenges than in life than crystal children are. Um, but they need lots and lots of rest. And but the thing is, though, she also says that they have the ability to activate um, crystal children in general have an ability to activate this golden energy that sort of helps them take on these characteristics of crystal golden children. Now, she also says that crystal golden children, I believe, yeah, so started being born on Earth in 2013. So they are a very, very, very new generation, you know, as opposed to indigo children who have been around for 100 years and um, started incarnating, I think, with World War II. There are also um, diamond children. So that's before I go on to diamond children, though, I do find it extremely fascinating, right? So one group of children can can sort of activate or take on the characteristics of another um, and sort of, you know, in that way, kind of, kind of embody both. Um, so back to how I was saying, I know I identify with the indigo children, but definitely have the characteristics of the crystal children, perhaps because I have just done lots of energy work, I know for sure, found balance, um, and therefore what what's happening is that 
not necessarily moving into the category of crystal children, but just adopting and taking on some of their their characteristics um, characteristics that that tend to have a little more ease and freedom around you know their roles in life. So I, I definitely don't have that sort of um, yeah I buck up against certain systems and things, but I do it in my own way. It's not ever in a, in some sort of um, outward sort of aggressive way, which I know is one of the traits that's tied to the personality of the indigo children. I was reading somewhere where it said they have this fiery spirit, this passion, you know, this aggression, this anger um, for things to be better. Um, for for them to speak their truth, you know, and to find out the truth. And I feel like, yeah, that was definitely me back in my 20s. Um, but as I grow older, that that um, passion does not does not die, does not, you know, fall away. It just has taken on a different form, a more quieter, uh, peaceful sort of form. Um, so still buck up against those systems. Um, never, never really on purpose though. Again, it's just a natural, just a natural way that I do things. Uh, but let me see here. Diamond children, diamond children. Now I don't have a specific date on when they started to incarnate. And here I'm just looking at Alina Benz's website um, on Diamond Children, and the website is called Personal and Global Awakening. Um, but she says, let's see, that Diamond Children come, the, the, the unique thing about Diamond Children is that they come in really, um, really sort of quiet, quiet in their spirit. And she gives the, gives the image of a diamond being hard to see in the dark, you know, and that's kind of the way that Diamond children, you know, their personalities and their spirits are, but they definitely have a rare light that they bring to the world. So, and they are very masterful in their manifestation skills. So she believes that they can change the weather if they want to, you know, they have like magic in their fingertips. Um, and if they start conducting or channeling, you know, you better believe that that energy is extremely pure and therefore extremely strong. They're also, by her definition, you know, they are the ones who get the A++ as students. So they're highly talented at any subject, task or hobby, and, um, you know, often end up doing nothing of consequence, though, because their energy is spread too thinly among too many subjects. So the best thing that a person can do for them is to is to uh, um, help them sort of, you know, refine their interests and help them pick pick something, you know, pick one thing. It's kind of similar to the crystal golden children in that way, you know, and this is where something tends to overlap, right? Um, yeah. So let's see here. So aside from that, I do want to talk a little bit more about the rainbow energy, right? So there's even a healing modality called rainbow healing energy. So R E H 
right? And so it resembles the unique energy of rainbow children. And as a healing modality, it's supported by archangels, angels, and ascendant masters from the spiritual realm. So it clears and strengthens the chakras, this um, healing, you know, modality, right? Um, and the human energy field, so the aura, and it opens and strengthens, strengthens the connection to our higher consciousness. So aside from clearing and strengthening the major seven chakras that everyone has heard about, you know, rainbow energy healing also clears and strengthen, strengthens the chakras above the crown um, that offer substantial help with fulfillment and self-realization. So there are other chakras, just in case you didn't know. I'm actually working on some of those chakras myself, familiarizing myself with them, with the way that the energy flows through them. And it has been just a natural sort of process for me. I sit down to meditate and, you know, in the last two meditations, everything was everything, my body itself, I was given an image of my body immersed in water up to my neck and everything above it was clear. And I was just being shown the chakras, you know, so a little bit of the throat chakra and of the third eye chakra of the crown. And then actually there were three chakras above my head that, um, that, you know, I was, I was uh, shown and it's almost like a, like an antenna like an extension of who we are for sure, but it functions as this antenna, you know, uh, um, sort of connecting to the spirit realm. So I'm working on those and I'm definitely excited to, to see what all pops up for those around me. Um, but, you know, there are five other higher vibrational chakras that rainbow energy healing addresses, which, is, which includes the ear chakras, um, the life purpose chakra, the soul purpose chakra, um, the soul connection chakra and the rainbow bridge chakra, um, which are extremely, you know, interesting. And I don't know yet with my head um, that have uh, that have appeared to me. So um, again, definitely interested in in learning more. So I hoped by now we would have some callers on, some brave souls to step forward and you know, to, to, um, partake of a live free mini reading, but let me just read those numbers to you once again, just in case someone's listening and would like to know, I am offering, um, live mini readings right now, as long as you call before I say my goodbyes, um, you will be given a reading, a psychic reading for one question while I'm on the air. But let me just find those numbers for you quickly. So the toll-free number is 888-429-5471. Again, that number is 888-429-5471. And the direct number is 323-744-4845. Um, so feel free to call in, partake of your live mini reading. If not, that's okay. You know, if it doesn't happen today, then that is definitely okay. I will be offering these moving forward every third Monday of the month. And the thing is, you know, as these indigo children or as these descriptions show me, this is definitely a trait of an indigo child, right? We show up even if 
No one else does, right? We do our best to show up anyway, and we keep showing up because it's it's law, right? It's law. It's like as long as you show up, as long as you sh- show up in your um, authenticity, in your purpose, ready to serve, um, at least for me, ready to serve as I know that I'm supposed to, then it's only a matter of time before the world catches up. So that's what I'll continue to do. And um, moving forward, like I said, every third Monday, I'm offering live mini readings on on the air. Um, but just one last note about the the different star children. Um, I do want to stress one more time. I, I'm hearing it again. It's like they're only categories. They're only categories. Um, so I am plugged in, tuned in, tapped in, turned on, as Abraham Hicks says. Um, and so if I'm hearing this. You know, you better believe that it is a message from spirit. So you definitely, you just want to to go easy on those labels there. One of the important things, though, um, that I've been reading about these different categories is that children of these different categories will often be labeled, you know, be labeled um, in school and by doctors and society as uh, being different, quote unquote, different or They've got attention deficit disorder, you know, so they like to medicate these types of star children because people don't really know how to handle them. Um, And that also, I I really began to think, it's like, all right, so we don't only have these these different types of generations populating, populating the earth, right? There's also other categories of people constantly incarnating and I don't know all of the different categories of of people you know and I don't think it's really important to know but I do know that you know where there is a person like myself who may or may not be an indigo child who sort of bucks against the systems in very natural ways there's also a person being there's also a person incarnating who is one whose purpose is to uphold certain traditions and systems and follow the rules, you know, so there's always that contrast and there's always that balance happening. Um, I feel though that, that, um, I'm, I'm being shown these different categories or they are becoming more, um, prevalent, I guess, in the world, you know, um, just as common knowledge, I think, because there may be more, more of them incarnating, you know, um, to sort of sort of help shift shift things in the direction that the that the world needs to go, and that I definitely understand, and that I feel is um, is true, you know. But at the same time, it's not it's not as though the other categories of people will not continue, you know, will not continue to to flow in to incarnate in, um, and that's what makes life interesting, you know, being being amidst all of the different types of people everywhere we are throughout the decades throughout history you know seeing how those things play out and seeing seeing what we can bring individually and collectively to just make it a happier better more peaceful place to to live and to raise our families another thing is that um indigo uh, well they they get old right (laughs) so they're not always children so indigo children are um, some, I said, incarnated over 100 years ago, you know, so they may or may not, uh, most likely are not with us, that group, right? 
Um, but they lived their lives and they fulfilled their purpose or they didn't. And, you know, there's definitely more work to do moving forward, regardless of the categories and regardless of where you fall within those or your loved ones fall within those. Um, so the real work, though, is just to just to reach for awareness and consciousness always. You know, with that, you cannot go wrong. And and the strivingness of um, always wanting to do better, you know, to grow, to grow, to grow, to grow and to have fun, because that's also a part of our of our human of our humanness. We are here to also enjoy the experience. And so that's definitely not something we want to want to forget. We want to remember that um, we actually, you know, these children, these categories um, of people, they, they are here um, in a way to help us, re to, to remind us of that, right? To, to remind us and to bring abundance, one category. And I believe it's the crystal golden children. And um, please forgive me if, if I'm getting this wrong, between the crystal golden and the diamond children, one of them, you know, one of, uh, uh, um, it's a big part of their purpose to bring abundance, right? To, to show us how to live abundantly. And so there's definitely so much to learn in general, you know, from the children around us. Um, but wow, for it to be your purpose to live abundantly and joyously, that's amazing. And that's what we all should be striving for. I know deep down that's, that's what we always want, right? But all right. So let me see here. I am to the part where I want to offer, let's see, any sort of announcements that I have. And I don't think I have many. I am in the Portland area offering classes at the Awakenings Wellness Studio, Wellness Center, excuse me. And so if you're interested in those, feel free to reach out. Send me an email at intuitive.missjdoo.com. Dot C. Nope, excuse me, intuitive.missjdo at gmail.com, and I will be more than happy to give you some information on those classes. You can also find this information on my website. It is there, uh, the class descriptions, the dates, etc. So all information is there, and I also am always open to offering um, private readings you know, so if you're interested in a private reading, feel free to find that information on my website as well. It's readings.missjdo.ca. And let me see here. Yeah, and that is all for today. So I hope that gave you lots to think about when thinking of the different categories of star children. But again, <laughs> I got to say it one more time because it's popping up. Um, use discernment whenever labeling yourself. These are fun categories to explore. Um, but, you know, there's no reason to ever allow yourself to get bogged down in those sorts of categories um, because we are, at the end of the day, you know, all made of star stuff, right? We all come from the ethers, come from out there in the spiritual realm. And it is my belief that um, when we die, we don't really die, you know? It, we are just energy and um, we just go to a different place, go to a different place, uh, prepare for another incarnation. 
um, for another journey in, in a human body, you know, to, to live again and the human experience and to learn more things. And so that at the basis is my belief that, you know, this, this applies to all of us, regardless of what we call ourselves here uh, while we're here on the earth. So, all right. Um, until next time, you guys be well. Thank you so much for being here and be sure to tune in every Monday at 5 p.m. on Station 2. To learn more about my upcoming events and classes and to experience a reading for yourself, visit my website at readings.missjdu.ca and I'll talk with you soon.